I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. The second reading is from 2 Corinthians. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this from God, we reconciled, reconciled us, reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making this appeal through us. We entreat you on his, on his behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We do not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is much worse than you think. These eight words are the words that sold me the book, The Uninhabitable Earth. Life After Warming by David Wallace Wells. Described as both a meditation on the effects of climate change and a call to action, the uninhabitable earth has an apocalyptic edge that suggests that we have become the engineers of, our, of the climate catastrophes to come. Like many Bible stories, National repentance is portrayed as the key to transforming our fate. In secular terms, this implies political action and social action to correct the causes of climate change. Whatever we do, one thing is certain. Without change, we are inviting our own eventual destruction. For Paul, the end of the world is not just a future event. It was already coming to pass, even as he scampered across the Roman Empire, raising up churches. Prophecy after prophecy had been fulfilled, and there were reports that the general resurrection of the dead had begun. At first, the church in Corinth responded enthusiastically, They used the good news as an excuse to indulge their passions before the end. This only demonstrated their commitment to the old creation, and Paul begged them to turn from ways of living that only lead to death. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, Paul wrote, be reconciled to God, not later that day, not tomorrow. Now, you can hear the urgency in Paul's voice as he demands that the Corinthians recognize the times in which they live. Paul confidently wrote, if anyone is in Christ, 
There is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. The new creation would not wait for them to catch up. It would not wait for them to change their ways. It had already arrived in Christ, and they needed to catch up. New understandings are often slow to find acceptance. The prophets of climate change are telling us that this new creation is upon us, whether we accept it or not. For example, a National Climate Assessment report in 2014 indicated that human activity has influenced average rainfall totals across the United States during the second half of the 20th century. In 2012, the heaviest rains in the Midwest dumped 37% more water than they did in 1958. 37% in 50 years. In the Northeast, the heaviest rains dumped 71% more water than they did in 1958. Increased rain has led to increased flooding, a problem that is projected to grow in many regions as the climate continues to respond to our activity. Other climate-related disasters, including drought, mudslides, tornadoes, and hurricanes are also predicted to happen with greater frequency and greater severity. This is expected to result in food shortages, and greater refugee crises between now and the end of the century. Even if we recognize the times and radically change our lives today, we cannot turn back the clock. The poisons that we have released into our environment cannot be rebottled. We have sinned against God and against one another through our poor stewardship of creation. Even now, plants, animals, insects, and human beings are all feeling the effects of this new volatile creation, which will only become stronger over time. This new creation will not wait for us to catch up. It will not wait for us to change our ways. It has already arrived, and we need to catch up. We do not need to be afraid of new understandings or new ways of living, because in Christ, you and I are already a new creation. We are a future-oriented people who look with hope for God's new life-giving work. All of God's work is grounded in the new creation that came into being on the cross. For on the cross, Jesus became a new creation. Yes, Jesus became a new creation. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin. Though sinless, He was regarded as the worst sinner of all. Though deserving of life, he suffered a most cruel death. This he did for you and for me, for the plants, for the animals, for the earth and for the heavens, 
This he did so that we might not become instruments of our own death, but that we might walk in newness of life. When we had no knowledge of God and no understanding of God's great love for us, God sent Jesus to save us. When we had no reason to trust God or to believe that God intended us good, God sent Jesus to heal us. When we had no strength to love God or to desire God, God joined us on the cross. All who were once subject to the power of death, no matter where in creation, are now subject to the Lord of life, who gives life freely and without limit. Just as Christ became a new creation on the cross, so we too are a new creation in Christ. We have become what Paul calls the righteousness of God, living examples of God's goodness and friendship with creation. We live into God's friendship most authentically when reconciliation becomes our way of life. Our words and our actions are still subject to sin on this side of the grave. Wherever we have caused pain and suffering, wherever we have become indifferent to the need of those around us, or estranged in our relationships, even with the earth itself, that is where God is calling us to renew our friendships. Sometimes such renewal is impossible. And we entrust these broken relationships to the God of grace and mercy. Other times, such renewal completely transforms our lives. A mended relationship is a blessing for all. And it is a living witness to the reconciling work of God in our world. This living witness is not limited to relations among people but extends to all of creation, both human and non-human. The very first job that humanity had was to till the Garden of Eden, not to ravage it, not to consume it, to till it and to keep it, to make it productive and to preserve it. And one of my mentors once pointed out that this is the fundamental work that we have been called to as God's children. While we have all fallen from our true purpose through sin, God restored us to our true purpose in Christ. We have an opportunity to walk in newness of life, to live into this new volatile creation of our own making with grace with mercy, and with blessing. Now is the time to recognize God's friendship with us in Christ. Now is the time to recognize God's friendship in Christ with all of creation. If we are only living for today, we, like the church in Corinth, have missed the whole point of the gospel We have missed what it means to be a new creation in Christ. Through him, we are a people of the future, not destined for death and destruction, 
but for the renewal of all creation. Floods, fires, famine, and fleeing do not need to be our future. We are free to walk a different path. The old creation of use and abuse has passed away. See, everything has become new. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.